Chapter Four of the Story of Edison and the Wonders of Electricity by Frank Mundell. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. A clever operator. Though no longer the proud owner of a newspaper, edited and produced by himself, Edison continued to supply the travelling population between Detroit and Port Huron with newspapers and though this occupation could scarcely be regarded as a permanent one or as a stepping-stone to a business or a profession it enabled the lad to keep himself and assist those at home out of his small earnings he always gave his mother at least a dollar which is four shillings and tuppence a day towards household expenses he had been so long on the road as a newsboy that he was well known to the officials and a great favourite with all no one could help admiring and respecting the hard-working intelligent lad who could turn his hand to anything and never seemed to meet a difficulty that he was unwilling to face and that he did not eventually surmount the train which edison travelled by spent half an hour every day shunting at mount clemens station and the newsboy became very friendly with mackenzie the station-master this man had a child a little boy about two and a half years old named jimmy edison was very fond of the baby boy and often had a romp with the child when he had finished his business and was waiting for the train to start one morning while the shunting was going on the child strayed on to the line and was standing throwing pebbles over his head just then a wagon was cast off the back part of the train and pushed towards the place where jimmy was standing edison saw the child's danger threw down his bundle of papers and saved the little one's life at the risk of his own it was only by the narrowest shave that he flung himself and the boy out of the way of the moving car as it was they both fell on their faces and were badly scratched by the rough pebbles and cinders between the lines a moment later and edison would have lost a foot or been killed as the wheel of the car struck the heel of his boot hearing the cries of those who had witnessed the danger of his child mackenzie rushed out of the ticket office and saw the men carrying edison and jimmy onto the platform he was not a rich man and could not show his gratitude to the child's preserver by making him a handsome gift so he offered to teach him all he knew about telegraphy edison was delighted with the offer and gladly accepted it a day or two afterwards the lad began to take lessons and in ten days he managed to construct a complete set of instruments no larger than an ordinary envelope always practical in all he did and anxious to take advantage of every opportunity of making money 
he constructed a short telegraph line from the town to the station and set up his instruments in a druggist's shop his charge for a message was twelve and a half cents that is sixpence halfpenny and during the first month he had the pleasure of sending three messages in the meantime he made such rapid progress that he was soon able to teach his teacher and he made several improvements on the cable which carried the messages between port huron and sarnia at length he was appointed to take charge of a telegraph station when he was sixteen years of age with a salary of twenty-five dollars or five pounds a month about three months after he had received the appointment some special work was required and edison was promised a sum of money if he succeeded in doing it then to his disgust the reward was not forthcoming so he threw up the place and went to stratford in canada where he acted as night operator at stratford edison appeared for the first time in the role of an inventor it was very important that the night operators should not fall asleep at their posts so a rule was made that every one of them must telegraph the number six every half hour to the manager of the section on which he was engaged this was regarded as evidence that the operator was awake and at his post edison did not like the rule sometimes he was very sleepy and sometimes he wanted to take a walk of course he had no right to do either his duty was to stick to his post keep awake and duly report himself as required but his ingenuity suggested another way out of the difficulty which got him into trouble he constructed a wheel having notches cut at the outer edge this he attached to the clock and connected it by wires with the main line circuit the result was that the number six was given regularly no matter where he was or what he was doing soon however the manager noticed that edison could never be got to reply to a message just after the six had been received he therefore concluded that something was wrong or some explanation required a man was sent to find out the real state of affairs and edison's labour saving device was discovered though intended by the inventor to enable him to evade a duty it was of use for other purposes and was afterwards patented and sold to the american district telegraph company not long afterwards edison was guilty of another breach of duty which brought about his dismissal one night he received a message to stop a certain train and not attending to it at once the train passed through without stopping 
knowing that there was danger of a collision taking place he rushed out to a luggage station near at which most of the trains stopped hoping to find it there and so prevent any harm from being done in the darkness he stumbled and fell and by the time he had pulled himself together the train was completely out of his reach back he hurried to the telegraph office and tried to prevent a collision by sending a message after the train but it was too late to be of any service fortunately the two trains came in sight of each other on a long straight part of the line and the vigilance of the engineers saved them from the threatened disaster edison was at once suspended and required to wait on the general manager who spoke to him very severely young man he said this offence of yours is a very serious one and i think i shall make an example of you i can send you to prison for five years and the sentence was never finished at that moment visitors from england were shown into the manager's room and he rose to meet them while they were engaged in conversation edison slipped quietly out of the room and made for the luggage station as fast as he could there he found a train about to start for sarnia the conductor was willing to allow him to travel by it and in a short time he was over the boundary and safe at port huron he says i haven't been in toronto since that time nor have i yet received the pay due to me up to that date while staying at port huron the blocks of ice in the river cut the telegraph cable between port huron and sarnia edison thought he could manage to communicate across the stream which was a mile and a half wide without a cable jumping on to an engine he caused the whistle to make sounds like the dots and dashes of the telegraphic symbols in a short time the sounds were heard and noted and there came back a reply so that messages could be whistled across until the cable was repaired when this incident became known it added no little to edison's fame as an operator he was now seventeen years of age and his knowledge of telegraphy was greater than that of the majority of those who had spent many years at the work he was not long without an appointment in fact during a comparatively short period he held several it was much easier for him to get a post than to keep one his love of joking and his fondness for experiments caused him to get into trouble again and again the managers were willing enough to recognize the abilities of the clever youth who seemed to treat the telegraph instruments as playthings but they could not afford to have the rules which had been framed for the good of the service set aside by any one in their employment 
at one place he was praised and blamed complimented and dismissed at the same time he had invented an instrument by which a message could be transferred from one line to another without the assistance of an operator for this he received praise because he was so much engaged in trying experiments he was discharged what was wanted was not an inventive genius but a steady-going trustworthy human machine which either could not or would not think and who would never dream of attempting to teach those who were supposed to know more about the work than he did End of chapter 4